Well, Jeff Felicka's goal with two seconds to go gives the Warriors the win 4-3 at UMass with us, the head coach of the Warriors, Mark Dennehy. And uh, did you happen to see the play, uh, and, and what was your thought on the bench when it happened? Well, firstly, um, it was a nice play. I don't know who made it to, to Kyle Bigos to get it to him, and, and he ended up getting a puck through off the back end. Um, I mean, when he shoots the puck, it is, you know, there aren't too many people that want to block it. Uh, ends up going all the way to the back of the net. Um, you know, it was a little bit of a scramble back and forth. Vilek had good possession. They collapsed. He did a great job to walk out. Really didn't have much space and just, you know, put it put it as they say where the peanut butter goes. Yeah, and listening to him describe the goal he had in the second period as well. I mean, he's just trying to get the puck on net, and a lot of times when you do that, good things happen. We were in stretch mode a lot tonight. Uh, just felt like psychologically we needed to be in attack mode, and uh, Jeff's one of the best guys we have at uh, at stretching. And um, it's funny we had a change and little bit of miscommunication he didn't get out there quickly enough and uh um it ended up by the time we got out the puck turned over ellie made a great play on an odd man rush and we ended up getting numbers and you go to the net hard get pucks in the net good things happen yeah i was going to say that play by uh, ellis i mean you got him back in the lineup tonight his presence was you know immediately felt a number of times like that he broke up an odd man rush or made a good defensive play and it certainly was a key in the game he's got a great stick and um you know Yes, his presence was felt. We did miss him. Uh, that's n- no excuses for last night, but it was good to get him back, and he definitely had an impact. How would you feel about the game overall? Um, you know, I, I'm a firm believer that you get what you deserve uh, long term, and, you know, uh, I don't know how much better we played last night than last night. I feel like we did, um, you know, but it was a concerted effort. We played with purpose again. Um, even when we gave up that power play goal in the third for the tie, you know, there was no panic on the bench. Guys knew what they had to do. They did their job. Uh, I like, I mean, it looked like we had a team of hockey players again. You know, they, they they were battling for pucks. When they got them, they were making good plays. And because of that, we had a lot of good chances. You called the timeout in the third period when you had the power play, when you when they took the too many men penalty. Um, what did you talk about with regard? I'm sure you talked about the power play, but and, and your thoughts overall on the power play tonight? Um, we didn't get very many chances. You know, we only had two opportunities. Uh, one was a uh, short, little short version. But, uh, you know, it's funny. It's called the BU power play. Uh, you know, I learned it from Don Cahoon. Um, Blaze ran it at Lowell as well as anybody. So um, he kind of did to us what we did to Lowell when he was there, played up on that middle guy. And, um, you know, we talked we did, We talked about it a little bit and just how to kind of beat that. You know, at the end of the day, all power plays need to be simplified. Get the puck to the net and try to outnumber them. <laughs> and uh, we kind of that, that's what we talked about the most. We mentioned earlier Jeff Vileka. Obviously, he had the two big goals, and uh, he said that, that might have been the biggest one that he scored. But uh, it's good to see a guy like that who's been playing such a key role, penalty kill, obviously, you know, a lot of different situations, and getting rewarded tonight with a big night uh, on the scoreboard. It really is. You know, I mean, we... We're only going to go as far as our senior class leads us, you know, and, and uh, it's not always about scoring goals. It's about winning battles. It's about blocking shots. Um, you know, we got to get back to, uh, you know, playing the type of hockey that uh, where we played, you know, even before last year uh, where we had the great season. And, and they've, they've lived it. They know from the depths uh, from which we came, this program came. This is really like the last class to have struggled. And so... Uh, we had a little talk about that today, and I think that was partially why Stewie and I, Coach Stewart and I, felt like, hey, we're going to put these seniors together and we're going to live and die with them. And uh, 
they had a big night for us, and, and you know what? That's, that's what they're supposed to do. I have to ask you, have you ever seen a trainer get sent to the penalty box? I mean, that's kind of an unusual play. <laughs> for an embellishment? Yeah, well, I mean, obviously <laughs> you had to go and attend uh, to it. Yeah, uh, yeah, you, you see that every once in a while, <laughs> you know. Um, it's, uh, I thought the refs did a real good job tonight, you know. Uh, you know, I, I'm going to wait to see Blizey's. I know he said he tried to hold the guy up. Uh, you know, these guys go so fast sometimes. They just, you know, I, we, we talk a lot about putting the brakes on when you see the numbers, but sometimes you're already committed. And um, long story short, we, we did a pretty good job of killing it after that first, right. the first goal they scored. All right, well, you got Lowell coming up on uh, Friday. It's kind of unusual this late in the season that you have uh, back-to-back games against teams that you haven't played yet. I guess, you know, I mean, if, if you had your choice. Would you prefer to play everybody early on in the season and get a look at them, or, or do, you, do you like this situation where late in the season you play everybody for, you know, you play some teams for the first time and get three times in against them in two or three weeks? You know, it's tough for me to comment on scheduling because it's one of my weaknesses. I mean, every year, the, the you know, and... Glenn Hoffman's had a lot of patience with me and has really worked with me to try to do a better job. So hopefully next year and the year after our schedule is a little more uh, uh, seamless, if you will. But um, it always ends up working out. So I to comment, obviously you'd like to play teams a little bit throughout the year. Um, you know, I don't know that Lowell's a team. I don't know if there's a good time to play them. The way they're playing, uh, you know, another four-point weekend. That's back-to-back four-point weekends, eight points in two weeks. And eight points in seven days is pretty darn good. Yeah. How about uh, you know their strengths from what you've seen of them? Obviously, Doug Carr's playing well in it, and they seem, seem seem to be getting a lot of contributions from a lot of guys up front. They just look like they've been. I mean, they're, they're playing really freely, um, but they're not throwing the puck around. They've got good puck uh, possession. Uh, they make good plays. They protect the puck. They compete like the Dickens. Um, you know, they they get to your hands defensively. You don't get very many looks. Um, you know, they're well coached and, and they're playing fast, playing hard, and, and playing well. They've got some, you know, uh, Taylor, um, uh, Valerani's a heck of a player. Wetmore's a heck of a player. Ruedel's a heck of a player. This kid Wilson, who's a freshman, and then Carr. Uh, you know, this is going to be a good team. It'll be a really good test for us. You know, thinking back, uh, 1988, Lowell and Merrimack both made the NCAA tournament. Merrimack is an independent. This potentially would be the first time that, that both schools would have made it uh, as members of Hockey East and, and certainly uh, got to be the, the biggest matchup between the teams going back to possibly the Division Two days. I mean, is, it, is this something that could uh, perhaps jumpstart that Merrimack Valley rivalry between the two schools? You know, I don't know, Mike. Um, you know, I, you know I, I feel like... The league in and of itself is so competitive that to add to those things, um, you know, the most important part of it all is two points. Yeah. You know, um, that's really, no matter who we're playing, um, obviously they're a geographical and historical rival of ours. Um, you know, I think I think rivalries are, are things that just kind of develop over time. This one has kind of fallen in and out of favor. I know when UMass... Uh, joined the league, um, there was there was more of an interest in uh, in competing with UMass than than with Merrimack at that point. So hey, if it happens, it happens. But I don't think it's something you can just engineer. All right. Well, last question. Big game tomorrow. Super Bowl. Patriots and Giants. I know in in your house it's going to be a little split. But uh, your thoughts on the game? Well, this is one of the few times that my daughters agree with me and not with their mom, who's a Giants <laughs> fan. Uh, yeah, I think. Uh, 
if 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 the front if the front line can do a good job against their front four on defense, uh, I just I, I think the Pats have too many too many weapons, and you know. I don't necessarily believe in destiny. I think the games are played and the best teams win. All right, Kelsey, I'm going to ask you your thoughts. Patriots or Giants tomorrow? Pats. Yeah, why? Um, because I live in Andover. <laughs> That's as good a reason as any. All right. Uh, thanks a lot, Mark. Uh, congratulations on the win. We'll see you next week. Thanks, Mike.